To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Donate as little as a dollar. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information and check out the trail mix. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock, I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. I never realized Kennedy was so dangerous to the establishment. Is that why? Well, that's a real question, isn't it? Why? The how and the who is just scenery for the public. Oswald, Ruby, Cuba... The Mafia keeps them guessing like some kind of parlor game, prevents them from asking the most important question, why? Why was Kennedy killed? Who benefited? Who has the power to cover it up? JRPositiveSarcasm.com recording here from the Spare Parts Studios, unfiltered, uncensored. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We're going to get balls deep into it this week. In the meantime, for now, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. Or if you're just looking to be my friend, Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. You can also find me on TikTok till it gets banned at positive sarcasm. <clears throat> you can also, if you're looking to donate to this podcast, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Uh, as little as a dollar. Believe me, if two, people, two million people gave me a dollar, the world would be a lot better place. I could also tell you some shit that I wouldn't be allowed to. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was not going down that road. Anyways. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios, you can uh, email me directly at positive underscore, at positive, pars, blah, 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 positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Yes, I just drank a whole Aroma Joe coffee. Delicious. And, uh, of course, if you want to check out the Robin Hood or the Cash app, just go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the contact button, and the links are there for you. You'll get a free stock, of course, if you use the Robin Hood app. Anyways, uh, I'm going deep into it this week because I just got... I was, as you know, I was probably, I was banging around the Robinhood app doing some, you know, some stocks and some trades and searching for this and looking for that. And two things pointed out uh, immediately. Obviously, this is, um, 
this is a very sensitive time when it comes around to talking about certain subjects. And I like to bounce around to different subjects. I like to do a lot of research. Generally, that research leaves me more confused than anything. Uh, the more I research, the less I know. But, you know, my I always say I, I'm afraid to be right. And I would rather be wrong. Uh, but I just, I find I'm growing more and more confident every single day I blurt out a topic that apparently I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I, I'm more interested in is, well, anytime I'm not allowed to ask questions, I want to ask more questions. And then when people get angry about me for asking those questions, I tend to push even more. I'm, den I'm generally, um, I'm aggressively curious about things. And I find that the that me just wanting to ask questions is now all of a sudden like I'm questioning their uh, integrity. So I found like I'm, and as you know, I used to be on Twitter, and Twitter has become incre increasingly uh, volatile over the past couple of years, even more so, and definitely the last three months, and of course more oppressive. So anytime that any anybody. Um, what happens is if like rivals come along, such as TikTok or QAnon or 4chan or 8chan, anytime something strays from the norm, they are automatically labeled. Like it just, it's like it, it takes like a couple news articles from some from, from some mainstreamers, and then the next thing you know, something gets labeled a certain way, and then uh, down that road, once it loses quote credibility, that website or that app or that person or organization, it gets banned. And then once it gets banned, down the road, anybody who talks about that organization or that person gets banned as well. It sounds kind of oppressive. Sounds Orwellian, don't you think? Well, here's the thing. Uh, back in the day, if you wanted to talk freely about things, you'd go to Reddit. And then people, then eventually Reddit started to mainstream itself somewhat, uh, probably for liability purposes. And then people went to 4chan. 4chan was notorious for fucking with Shia LaBeouf. 4chan was known for these things called 4chan raids. 4chan raids are basically where a group would decide to just people would go out and antagonize um, for whatever reason. They would go out and they'd start these little raids, digital raids on whether it was applications or gaming platforms or social communities or celebrities who said something or did something stupid. Celebrities often do those things, generally because they're desperately attention-seeking now more so than ever. That's why they're making those stupid fucking white privilege commercials. Um, but the thing is, is once that happens, they'll start to target places like 4chan and places like QAnon. Now, I'm not going to speak for plat pl uh, platforms like Gab AI or whatnot. Those are, or, or Minds. Those things are, I don't generally use them. I have accounts to them, but I don't use them often because their platform isn't as accessible uh, or as user-friendly as Facebook or Twitter or Instagram is. Generally, that's what makes those social media apps so great. And so, well, not great, but addicting. You can't seem to let go. You can just easily scroll or you can easily post. But QAnon was like the next one where 4chan was starting to go a little more mainstream or whatnot. And QAnon was more towards, well, 4chan was a lot like Reddit. It was a, for, a website for forums, okay? And you could start a forum and you could start a conversation and go from there. But then you start to read about, okay, well, if people were to look up what QAnon is now, QAnon is listed as far right-wing conspiracy group. Um but it's people asking questions. Now, obviously, a conspiracy, once something is labeled a conspiracy, it's immediately discredited. Like, for example, if you had um, a gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Epstein, 
who was associated with so many high-level people in government, so many high-level people in in uh, celebrity, in in other countries, just people of power. And this was a person who had apparently a shitload of dirt and a lot of things on a lot of people. And then all of a sudden he gets arrested for sex trafficking. And the next thing you know, he's dead. Well, how did he die? It just seems like, okay, I can see where conspiracies get ridiculous. And I understand where when Eric Weinstein talks about people who are on this far end of the conversation and this far end of this conversation should be excluded when the rational people are trying to talk in order to work things out. But the problem is the people in the middle are I are not being able to work things out because the people shouting over their shoulder are constantly interrupting the conversation. So while we're trying to, even me, I'm trying to let the intellectuals have the conversation so that I can listen in and get a better understanding of what I should do with my life my money, and my thought process moving forward. But the problem is people are constantly, they have a platform to scream over the intellectual's shoulders, so now I can't hear what the smart people are trying to fucking say. So now that all of a sudden, it's one thing to label, it's one, it's one thing to uh, have a bunch of people blabbing on Reddit, 4chan, and QAnon. And then it's another thing to uh, label one of these three a conspiracy website. Okay, well, conspiracies are there for a reason. Stereotypes are there for a reason. Uh, and then it's another thing to label it a far-right conspiracy, because once it's far-right, then it becomes uh, labeled as racist or something like that. So then it's that's one thing. And it's another thing, and then it goes even further than that. Once you label something and you discredit something as QAnon, or you ban it from your platform, then that, okay, now we've gone another step towards suppressing possible data. Because remember back in the day when TMZ, TMZ was just this shitty, not really news, or it was more like celeb news? Well, now a lot of the most immediate news comes from TMZ. Now it does. But TMZ, this was before... Uh, social media had really taken off. It kind of TMZ kind of moved up the ladder with the use of uh, social media. But now, if TMZ tried to enter the fray now as legitimate, it would be discredited and then banned. Now, it's one thing to remove uh, QAnon from your platform. It's another thing to say if anybody who talks about QAnon on your platform gets banned. So we're not even allowed to talk about it on a platform where it's supposed to be where ideas are generated on social media, since this is where we're trying to reach new people and things like that. Like, uh, the only way for me to reach out to another celebrity or an intellectual or a, or a philosopher that I never had the chance to, I'd have to email the company that they worked for, like a philosopher worked for, like, I don't know, Philadelphia University. I would have to email their rep to get a question or something like that. Net, but nowadays, it's like, say somebody like Brett Weinstein has a, has, has a Twitter account. Well, I could just message them online, a, a, a public message, and say, hey, what's the deal with this? And what are your thoughts on COVID or rats or Wuhan lab or whatever? And maybe he sees the message and maybe he responds to me. But if that information, say, uh, is in direct or direct contradiction or even questions what the CDC or the WHO has put out for information, 
Well, that could get Brett Weinstein in serious trouble. That could get me in trouble, like such as not really trouble, but banned from the platform because we're putting information out there that is in direct contradiction to the CDC and the WHO, which has put out shitloads of massive misinformation and direct lies when it comes to this whole thing. A lot of it's bullshit. A lot of it is bullshit. And at this point, the more you tell me I can't talk about something or ask questions about something, the more I'm going to think that you're bullshit. Because anytime you could give me a ton of information, say these are the facts, and that's that. And I'd be like, okay, cool. But when you tell me I can't talk about something, it only makes me want to know more. Don't go in that cookie jar. Well, I'm going to fucking sneak up onto that counter in the middle of the night, and I'm going to dive my whole goddamn hand in that cookie jar and take whatever's in there. I don't care if there's spiders in there. Spiders with big fucking teeth. You tell me there's cookies in there and that I can't go in there, I want to know more because the truth is in that cookie jar and I want the truth. So you're going to tell me that I can't, say if you're on Twitter right now, you can't talk about QAnon. Here's the email that I got because I was on, like to bring this back full circle, I was on Robinhood and Robinhood has a news feature on it regarding mostly stuff that has to do with stocks. And that pretty much has everything. Everything and anything has to do with stocks. Um, but Twitter... This is from Reuters, by the way. Twitter said on Tuesday it would permanently suspend accounts that violate its policies while tweeting about QAnon. And they call it, and Reuters says, calls it a fringe group that claims deep state traders are plotting against so on and so forth. And Twitter, which announced the, ch the, the change on its Twitter safety page, said it would not serve content. It would not serve content and accounts associated with QAnon in trends and recommendations. It would block URLs associated with the group from being shared on the platform. The suspension will be rolled out uh, out this week. Uh, I don't know if that has anything to do with uh, future tweets or past tweets. That's a big. That's also a big thing to, to uh, keep in mind. The suspension will be rolled out this week. It is expected to impact 150,000 accounts globally, Twitter said. It's said to have... Uh, it said that more than 7,000 accounts had been removed in the last several weeks for violating the company's rules against spam, platform manipulation, and ban evasion. The suspensions will be applied to accounts engaged in violations of our multi-account policy. So that's what they now multi-account policy say: you tweet something, they don't like it, they suspend or ban your account. You come back in under a different name, you tweet that information out again, they ban you. That fault, then that ban will fall under multi-platform policy, but it's mostly because you had an account, you tweeted something they didn't like, they ban you, you come up under a different name, and then they ban you under that. It's much easier for them to do it. It's a simple loophole where once you say something or you phrase something in a certain way, it just makes it easier for them to get rid of you and claim that you violated these terms of service. It's so fucking clever. They are so smart and so clever over there with their algorithms and shit and the way they word the policies. It just makes it nearly impossible for many people to just seek information. If if you're if you just like to get your rocks off about conspiracy theories or other things in general and you just want to go ahead and do it, like for man, like if you banned Yeah, no, let's go with that. To get it out of your system, to quell or stuff that information or suppress that information or even the idea of the thought of that conversation or a link to it, and you suppress it, anytime you suppress something um, and it, it, people, well, this perfect example is this COVID-19. People were stuck in their homes, and it only took one little thing for everybody to just get set off. Okay, the pressure the pressure of everybody staying at home and just the, new, the news ran with it. So, and anything to do... 
Anything in contradiction to that is a violation of service. So if I was still on Twitter and I had a link and I sent and I tweeted that link and it was just a conspiracy theory or so they call it a conspiracy theory, I would be banned. My the the tweet would be deleted, I would be either warned or suspended or deleted. What the fuck? I've been conspiracy theories have been around since the 1960s. Well, as far as ones that were more than likely a conspiracy, uh, let's see. We had a president get shot in the head, and we don't really have the full answers as to why. So let's see. And I still believe that there was a lot more to the assassination back in 1963 in, in, uh, in Texas, way more information that we've ne we're not privy to. Way more information that we're not privy to. And we'd never be able to find out. We've, we'll never be able to know what really happened. And then all of a sudden, some guy who's involved with sex trafficking and the most powerful people in the world just randomly is, uh, kills himself in a Manhattan jail cell and the cameras aren't fucking working and the guards that were supposed to be watch do on suicide watch fell asleep or weren't aware of what's going on. The fact they had a high-profile person with connections to, like, fucking Bill Gates and connections to uh, 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 the, the prince of fucking Dingleberry Town in England and all of a sudden, you know, he just shows up dead even though the second autopsy said, dude, somebody strangled this motherfucker. So uh, but now that's considered a conspiracy theory if you think that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. So if you tweet a link saying that, hey, here's more facts, actual facts, or even some possible circumstantial evidence to the contrary of the original autopsy, and it's from QAnon, they ban your account. QAnon also has also claimed that the Democratic Party members are behind international crime rings. The cunt, So they're talking about, yeah, I got to skip past it because it's more political. Uh, YouTube, let's see. Facebook removed a U.S. network of accounts linked to QAnon. Last year, the FBI issued a warning about conspiracy theory-driven domestic extremists and designated QAnon a potential domestic extremist threat. So, conspiracy theories are, it's a theory. Everything that, everything that's, every, every idea that we ever had starts out as a theory. Theory of relativity. That was a fucking theory, you know? And we're trying to find out what is going on. There's different avenues for everything. And when something, right now, there's so much conspiracy or legitimate evidence and factual information out there, these social media companies can't control the flow of information. And they're right now, they're, maybe they're either uh, in, unwilling or incompetent or just being oppressive that they can't control the amount of data that's that's going in and out of their channels. So they try to create these algorithms that say anything that doesn't, that is not 100 official, 100% official statement. When you know that there's so much stuff out there that can call bullshit on it. Nope, if it's not the CDC or if it's not the WHO or if it's not from these mainstream news organizations, if you talk about it, if you put a link to it on our account, we will ban you from this platform. Well, what the fuck? What the fuck? So what's the what's the point? Like what for example? Perfect example. What if uh, Barry Weiss, who just re just re uh, just quit the fucking New York Times because the New York Times is a piece of shit rag from what it's from its previous glory. Now it's a piece of shit rag. Um, what if she had some real information? What if she had real information about QAnon or real information about other shit? Breaking news story, like a real, like a an actual journalist who is trying to report something of information. What are they going to do? Ban her fucking account too? I mean, I've been, I like, it pisses me off right now. Like all of a sudden, so you have a guy who is involved in child sex trafficking. You have uh, who had a bunch of powerful people. Now that guy's in jail. 
Now that guy's dead. And then all of a sudden, his lady, his lady partner all of a sudden runs away to New Hampshire, gets arrested, and she's been bounced around from, uh, from a county prison here. Then she was moved to New York. Now she's being bounced around again. Okay, why is she being bounced around? Apparently she has a lot of information that she'd like to give out. Okay, she's willing to squawk. All right, are we allowed to talk about that? If not, well, please tell me why. Because apparently if the, the whole Epstein thing was no big deal and it was all on him, then uh, this should be over and done with, right? Yep, we got the guy. Oh, he killed himself. Oh, too bad, so sad. Moving on. Uh, not so sure. Now they just arrested his freaking girl and she's ready to squawk. Well, who's she going to squawk on? And how are you going to report that information? Who's going to be allowed to report that information? And what kind of wording are they going to use to slant the whole thing? And then all of a sudden... Okay, is that that's all conspiracy. I'm talking in complete conspiracy right now. Then all of a sudden, a judge in freaking New Jersey is downstairs, God knows, probably doing fucking laundry or whatever, and then all of a sudden hears gunshots upstairs because a FedEx driver, who probably showed up with some stuff, apparently wasn't a FedEx driver, shoots the son and injures the husband. Now, why would he go ahead and do that? Oh, he was just disgruntled. Well, apparently that judge had something to do with finances that had a lot and that was linked to the Epstein case, Epstein's finances. They were trying to expose where his money was going to and coming from because if you can trace the money, as I've said on this podcast, if you follow the money, you'll know who's directly involved with the fucking trafficking. So if you follow the money, you can take it to the source. So if the judge that was linked to the source, the judge that was linked to this case is now two people, well, hopefully not two people less of her in her family, is a target, and Barry Weiss is quitting because she, uh, Barry Weiss is quitting the New York Times because she's really being pushed out. So they don't want real journalists at the New York Times. And then all of a sudden, a judge who is going to re try to reveal some truths or get to the bottom of a, of a giant sex trafficking ring, her son is dead. Because a FedEx driver, how the fuck do you go undercover as a FedEx driver? It's not somebody who just randomly showed up in, in the township of New Jersey. And just a random guy hits the button, son opens the door. It's the FedEx guy. He had motive. They tell me it was some disgruntled guy one day. Just some disgruntled ex-lawyer or something like that. Just decided to take his... Uh, hold on. This is getting way too far. There's got, there's got to be facts to this case. Now, how do we know if we don't speculate? And when we speculate, what are you going to tell us is a conspiracy? And when you tell us it's a conspiracy, how quickly are you to ban us from having that conversation? And when we don't have real journalists to talk about the story and report on the story because they're afraid of getting blackballed at their freaking uh, at their news organization, who's going to do it? They're just going to tweet the no they're just going to tweet and report and write the most mainstreamist of woke bullshit. Uh, just so they don't get in trouble, keep their mouth shut, and get fucking paid. Whereas Barry was walking, to, was willing to at least talk about some important issues, but you know, because she's the lone Jew at that organization, she's all of a sudden like an enemy of the woke, and now she's got to leave. She wrote a fucking scathing article, basically saying the New York Times is a giant pile of shit, with the exception of a few uh, writers. And that's about it. So what the hell do you expect? And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, she's not allowed to talk about Jew stuff, but apparently Nick Cannon is. 
uh, okay. So what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to talk about personally? If I'm not allowed to talk about QAnon, if I'm not allowed to talk about the JFK assassination, if I'm not allowed to talk about Jeffrey Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell or the thoughts and theories about it, if I'm not allowed to talk about it on YouTube or talk about it on Twitter or talk about it on Facebook or share links about COVID-19, then I might have some relevant information about the fact that ventilators are being misused in such a way that it's causing a massive amount of people to go to certain public hospitals and with maybe the sniffles and then they don't fucking survive. If I'm not allowed to talk about those things, What's going to happen to YouTube when all of a sudden everything gets completely fucking banned? It's just going to go back to the way it was in the very, very beginning. YouTube is eventually just going to be a giant string of fucking cat videos. Don't get me wrong. Cat videos are kind of cute, but I'm a dog guy. So what the hell do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to talk about? I want to come out here for an hour and get everything off of my chest twice a week about the most randomest of bullshit. That way, so I can spill all the stupid shit that's in my head onto this podcast in a recording, and I have no shame about it. I have no shame about it because I spend days and days and days researching all kinds of stuff, trying to put it into words and figure out, a, you know, a tight one hour. Well, it's not definitely not tight. That's for goddamn sure. That's more of a loose wheel on the back of a fucking AMC Rambler. But the fact is, is that I'm trying to get this uh, this random stuff that I'm looking at on a on a daily basis. Okay, uh, you you and. What am I going to say? What is the one thing that's going to say that's going to piss somebody off? I know who the fuck I am. I know where the fuck I came from. I know what uh, what lucky, uh, lucky breaks I've had in life. You know, I know what I have to do. It takes a lot. You have to give me at least the opportunity to speak about these things because of the fact that I took a great effort to put together an entire podcast with a video format, an audio format, this, the ability to have guests and serve coffee and go through great lanes to finance this entire thing. You have to at least give me the respect for the mere fact that I can put this whole thing together and put it online so that I can talk about the fact that if you didn't know who Barry Weiss was, go ahead and look her up. Go ahead and the fact that she wrote about the whole thing about the, the freaking the intellectual dark web. You wouldn't know who the fuck Jordan Peterson was maybe or, or Eric Weinstein or Brett Weinstein or Dave Rubin or Joe Rogan. Well, you know about Joe Rogan, I would hope. But the fact is she wrote about it. She's the one who coined her and Eric Weinstein coined the IDW. Okay, she wrote she writes about important Jewish things, things that go on in the Jewish community in New York. Now, all of a sudden she writes. I mean, somebody has to write about this stuff. Somebody has to write about this shit. So why can't she? She's an important journalist who's emotional. She writes with emotion, but she also writes with facts. But she's just an op-ed reporter. But op-ed pieces aren't bad. There's something to think about. But the more you push these people out, the less we trust the source. And the more pissy, and the more you push them away from center. We don't need any more extremists in this world. We need people to come to the table who can actually talk sense. And anybody who's on the far left of this side or the far right of that side need to shut the fuck up. Stop yelling over everybody's shoulder so we can actually get some real shit done. Or this whole fucking thing's going to fall apart and I'm just going to go on Robin Hood and ditch all of my fucking REITs and all my other biopharmaceutical companies because fuck the vaccine. I'm just going to buy more gold. So when the dollar collapses in a year or two from now, I'm just going to pull all my gold, move to fucking Puerto Rico, and say fuck all y'all because I don't have time for this shit. I don't have time for you fucking stupid people who are just who are constantly either scared of this or frightened of that or don't have the right information or are just constantly updating your phone with the latest shit from Facebook or Twitter or what have you. You're just wasting your fucking time. I'm really trying to find information, the true facts of the matter, because I don't trust the mainstream news sources. I don't trust the social media that even I'm on. I don't even trust the VPNs. There's a thing here about 
you think your data is secure? Your data is not secure. If you have a social media app on your phone, your data is not secured. If you use a VPN, your data is not secure. There are seven VPNs, seven commercial VPNs that leaked their logs, whether it was on purpose or on accident. Who fucking knows? But these logs weren't supposed to exist. VPNs are virtual private networks. They were designed to protect your data, and they're not doing it. They're actually logging your data. Anytime your data gets logged, that means that it's going to get sold off. It's going to get sold off, and then you're going to get mar and that's going to get used in statistics or marketing or what have you. So it's not true. Your information is not private. You go to a hospital, that information you think is private, that HIPAA shit, it only goes to a certain extent. So don't believe everything that you hear. It almost makes you want to stay indoors, not go out, not go to hospitals when you're actually really sick, not trust any, anything that you see on the internet. And then at the end, at the end of the day, you can't even trust the own, the, your own community that you live in. And it just makes you more inward. It makes you more bitter. Whereas I really want to learn a lot of information from a lot of different people. But when you're not even allowed to talk about this on a social media platform, this is the reason I quit fucking Twitter. And when you have people that, uh, who write with great emotion, like Barry Weiss quitting, and you know, she, obviously her resign, you can go to barryweiss.com, you can go look at her resignation letter. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, not her, she's not crazy. I mean, she did that one meltdown episode, but besides that. But, your information is not, it's not real. This information that's out there, a lot of it isn't real. And like literally just looking up QAnon. You look up QAnon the first, and you get, you get, because if you go and look up like a news article or what have you, you have a lot of uh, perspectives, like a lot of different news organizations, news organizations, excuse me, journalists or information websites. They just pump out they just pump out fucking shit every day. They're just every, at this point, every news website. And I'm using, I'm being generous when I call them news out, news websites. Every website that has it, they're just trying to get you to click. That's all they're doing. It's all to generate traffic. So all they have to do is make up a bunch of shit, have a few links, and there's generally, at this point, there's an algorithm on how to build, um, how to build an article or an op-ed piece. And all you have to do is get people, get people to click. If you get people to click, that is your path to resource because all you have to do is get the advertisers. You get the advertisers by showing them clicks. Look, we got 1,500 clicks on that, 1,500 clicks on that, 1,500, blah, blah, blah. Show us the money. You can advertise on our site. Same thing with YouTube. You just follow that algorithm. That's, and then you know what? That's the cheap way out. Instead of just, I mean, because I can't report, it's hard for me to report on the facts when they're so quickly rejected. When you can, I clearly see the results of my own efforts with my own body and my own skill sets, and I completely get where to put my efforts and where not to put my efforts. And to keep this podcast as raw and as ridiculous and as shouty and as crazy as possible... But when somebody comes on with legitimate information, I would love to sit down and talk to them and listen to them. But for the most part, I just want to come in here and get all this shit off my chest. And when I see this stuff, I want to introduce it to you. You know, I want to introduce you to names that maybe you never heard with information that you never really knew was there. But the fact that we're not even to talk about it, 
I'm not able to talk about the fact that seven VPNs have leaked their logs. I can't name them. Oh, I can name them, but then again, who am I gonna piss off? What social media organization is gonna is gonna am I gonna piss off and get banned? If I drop this link and all of a sudden one of these VPNs is a sponsor of Facebook and Facebook doesn't like that, so therefore they they block it. That's how it works, folks. That's how it works. And anytime like somebody like QAnon or 4chan has something that questions the uh, mainstream narrative. That's a threat to somebody's pocket. And you have to understand that some big things are coming down the pike. Hopefully, see, the, the truth should land, the truth generally is it, it lands with a thud. We just don't want it to land with a boom. The truth is really hard to absorb, and people don't want to, right now people don't want to accept the truth of, of things. They don't want to accept the, the, the reality of, what was it, of, of their own situation because people aren't willing to accept personal responsibility now. So the questioning the narrative is almost looked down upon now. It's the shit nowadays is forced down your throat. So when I see people that, you know, maybe I look there on the other side, like I've been, I, I, I listen to I, my, the most uh, often I actually watch the news is just Philip DeFranco. And I, he's on, he's over here in such a way. And I watch, I'm trying to watch from his perspective and looking at where he gets his news from and how he puts it together and how he reports it. And then the, how they, like, for example, the difference between protesters and trespassers. If you are outside on public property, you're a protester. The minute you go over that gate into a private community or a private home, you're no longer a protester. You are a trespasser. Okay? Tre that's And that's the difference. That's the difference. But when you're on, like, for example, that Missouri couple that's being possibly indicted because they were waving guns at people. Not waving guns, but they were, live in a private community. They live in a private community, and then all of a sudden people broke through the gate. The gate, let's face it, the gate was broken, Okay? They walk through it. It's a, it's a posted private community. You now stepped over that or under that gate or through that gate, however it all of a sudden magically opened the fuck up, and now you're trespassing. Once you're trespassing, you are violating civil liberties that people go out of their way to protect. So guess what? They can protect it in any means necessary. If they deem you a threat, they have a right to respond. But the way they deem it when the, you see it, if you read the mainstream article, you read the mainstream article, it was protesters they're not protesters once they cross that picket line once they cross that fence they're now trespassers that's a whole different definition and that will be argued in the, in the coming uh few months so this is something to keep an eye on there are people that are looking to manipulate your mindset simply by changing a few words on the top of the headline that's all it takes and now all of a sudden you're not allowed to discuss conspiracy theories exist because a lot of them are real. The Kennedy assassination was a, is a real thing. That wasn't just... You could say that Oswald killed Kennedy. You could. But you can't say he did it by himself with no motive that was pushed by uh, other organizations. No. That's not how it works. There was other, there was other factors involved. Uh, definitely. And the fact that we're not even allowed to ask questions about that, even though that one was from 100,000 years ago. But that's a conspiracy theory. That's a conspiracy theory. The Epstein thing. He didn't kill himself. That's that's noted. That's being called a conspiracy theory. Now, it was ruled a suicide. 
It wasn't a suicide. Somebody killed him. Okay? There was a second autopsy. That's a fact. The second autopsy revealed broken neck. Not from hanging. From strangulation. And then the camera... Okay? Where's the evidence? We don't have any. Why? Because he was on suicide watch and the guards weren't available for some reason. Oh, you know, you're on suicide watch and the cameras weren't working. Why the fuck weren't the cameras working? That's a conspiracy theory. But... It's not really conspiracy theory. It's now circumstantial evidence. People are not being responsible. People, There are darker factors at work. And it's scary to know that they can change everything. They can change everything and they can shut you down and they can cancel you and they can make you disappear. A judge gets assigned to a case and now his son is, and now her son is dead and her husband is critically injured. You get assigned to a case and you are shut. You don't, you what? This is all this. This is, how could it not be? How could this not be legit? How could this be? How could this not be anything more than just a conspiracy? When the mob used to do that all the time, the drug cartels of Mexico, the Italian mob do this all the time. A judge or an attorney or a witness to a case. They show up dead, threatened, bribed, disappear happened all the time with the italian mob in, in the in the fucking in the 80s the 70s and 80s in new york city all the time the mexican drug cartel all the time buying out cops that's not a conspiracy that is uh current data that was current that's current day that is present day this shit happens and you're telling me that a high ranking official or a high power uh, individual can't influence or pay or basically have somebody go get the because you show up as a FedEx guy you're dressed as a FedEx guy supposedly show up as a, show up as a FedEx guy shoot somebody to scare the judge and then all of a sudden that guy randomly shows up dead I can't buy it I can't buy it I have to question it oh but you can't question it because it goes against the narrative well, then I have to question you. I have to question... Now, don't get me wrong. I question the whole Epstein thing. I think it's all a fucking conspiracy. It's it's all bullshit, okay? It's all, it is all bullshit. Like, as far as there are high-ranking high people that are involved. And hopefully we find out someday. The whole COVID thing. Yeah, it's a real virus. But it didn't just come from some wet market. That shit came from a lab. Not on purpose, probably by accident. But that would help... In order for us... To determine how to solve a problem, we must know the facts of the case. And if we are pushed down upon for asking the questions that help us get to the, to the answer, well, justice can't be served. Vaccines can't be made. Problems can't be solved. We need better doctors, better attorneys, better police officers. We need them. But without the actual data, we can't solve the problem. We just get a bullshit narrative and told to be quiet. That's not how it works. That's how you destroy a society. That's how you destroy this society. The most successful society, not most successful, but the most, well, I guess the most promising, or at least it was. It's fucking terrible. But I'm just trying to say, like, I'm trying to come from all different angles. But you're telling me I can't do this for a measly hour and just be left alone? You can't go on Twitter and be like, look, here's a, here's a, here's a conspiracy theory about JFK from QAnon. Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. It'll get blocked. You'll get blocked. And that's the end of your Twitter days. Well, fuck it. Just don't go on Twitter anymore. 
get off of Twitter. Everybody should get off of Twitter. And then all of a sudden, TikTok is going to eventually get banned because it has national security concerns. And then all of a sudden, well, what now what? So now it's Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram. So they get all the power, even though they're the people that have been uh, eyeing your data and your information even longer than TikTok has. So what makes Facebook and fucking Instagram and Twitter so much better? So much better. Well, freaking Dor... I mean, first of all, this is Dorsey's company. So she, Jack Dorsey should know what's going on. So he's telling... So obviously, he should be aware that anything from QAnon... Somebody said, hey, Dor... Somebody... You can't just say, hey, we're banning everything from QAnon. Well, somebody should have ran it by Jack Dorsey. And he's supposed to be the, the benevolent, benevolent leader? Well, guess what? He should know. So he is partly responsible for this happening. So he's responsible. Blame him. It's his ship. So I don't know what organizations to trust anymore. I don't trust the federal government. I don't trust the mainstream media. I don't trust the mainstream newspapers. I don't trust uh, doctors. I trust nurses more than I trust doctors. You know? Doctors are paid not to kiss your ass. They're paid to save it. And at a moment's notice, if you go code, they'll jump on your chest to save your life. So I don't trust them. You let me know when I'm supposed to trust these hospitals when I go in with the sniffles and I come out in a body bag. You let me know when I go to post something online about something and I can actually talk about it without fear of being banned. You let me know what I'm allowed to do and then, we'll come, and then we'll go from there, okay? Like, I'm going to talk about some subjects now. Like, I know, I already mentioned the VPNs. I'll go ahead and men I'll mention these VPNs and see what... Um, and see what comes of it. I see. Are the VPNs actually here? Are they listed? Let's see. Here are the V. Let's see. Activity logs. Let's see. Names, emails, home addresses, clear text passwords, Bitcoin payment information, support messages, personal device information, tech specs, account info, direct PayPal API links. All logged. All leaked. So which ones are they? Let's see. VPN claims that according to their respective, every VPN on the list provides military-grade security. Yeah, of course they do. V named effective services UFO VPN, Fast VPN, Free VPN, Super VPN, Flash VPN, Secure VPN, and Rabbit VPN. So look up those and see uh, what the gist is about it. Some of the, and you'll be surprised which ones, which where they operate out of. And since the whole and since Hong Kong died a few months ago, because basically it's now China. It's just an extended version of China because Hong Kong is now last all of its democratic rights, all of its free all of its free speech rights. So any VPN that's based out of Hong Kong is now Chinese property. Good luck to you on that one. So if I so if I read like a dig Q&A and I read I read the topic and then I give an answer. How much shit can how much trouble can I get into? But at this point, who gives a fuck? Who cares what uh my answer is? I'm trying to add to the conversation because I have a lot of experience on how to take care of myself financially, physically, emotionally. So maybe my input is of value. But if all of a sudden if my input is oppressed or suppressed or blocked or banned, then we have a problem. Because it's only going to make me want to open my mouth even more. It's going to make me less funny and more angry. 
And I really want everybody to be healthy and meaningful and moving to wh wherever they want to do. But I see, I see cities collapsing under the weight of some fucking bullshit. Okay. And cities that I once visited that were habitable and now look like garbage. Or some of them are covered in shit. Or some of them are covered in trash. Or in Chicago's case, covered in dead bodies. So where do you go? What do you do? Much younger people are leaving San Francisco, leaving L.A., leaving New York. You know where they're moving? Texas and New Hampshire. Great. Now what? That's what they're moving to. Celebrities, podcasters, comedians. Well, they can't, they can't freaking, uh, they can't perform in New York. They can't perform in, 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 in uh, L.A. or California, basically. So they move to Texas. They go on the road. So they're moving out. You need to give people the ability, all, give them all the information. The best thing you can do for a nation of people or just people in general or for an individual, give them the information, all the information, and then allow them within reason to make to live their life the best way they know how. Life is full of risk. You cannot take risk away from people. That's life. You need risk. In order to take in order to get reward for your own meaning and your own self soul, you need to take risks. Okay? Don't tell me what stocks to invest in. Give me the information and then let me make the decision. Don't tell me uh, whether or not I can go outside. Give me the information of the risks involved. I get that if I buy a 450 fucking horsepower car that I could crash it. Let me test drive it. Tell me how much it is, the dangers of driving it, and then I'll be on my way and I'll make the decision. Okay? I have a car, I, I have a V, I, I drive a V8 car. Okay? But I know the dangers of that car. I know how it drives. And I'm able to make the decision on how to drive it. I know the risks involved. Allow me to make those decisions. And in order to make better decisions in the future, you make mistakes along the way. I've, I've slid off of icy roads. I've done all kinds of stupid shit. But as long as I'm allowed to make these decisions, I'll make better decisions in the future. Trial and error is the only way we're going to solve this fucking problem. That is life. Otherwise, by suppressing the data that needs to be uh, public, we're not going to go anywhere. This is only going to get worse. I'm not, I was hopeful at one point. Now I'm not. I'm only hopeful for me. And that's 50-50. Well, maybe 60-40. But I am not hopeful for everybody else. I see a lot of bad things coming this way. My advice to you, if you're in doubt, get out. Cash in your chips and get the fuck out. So let me talk about these, uh, let me see, because I, like I said, I talk about these dig Q and A's that I haven't, I didn't get a chance to get to like last week. People are dealing with these problems on such a minute level. How are they going to solve much bigger problems down the road? Well, I guess the best way I can solve these pro, I can help these people is by reading their questions in a generic way and seeing if I can offer some insight. So maybe you can take that information and it'll help you build a better life or a better future. And then you ask me a question, how do you put the podcast together? And maybe I'll be like, well, I'll do this, this, and this. 
And then you can take that information and you can build it however you want. I make concepts. I put them on, on fucking YouTube. You see them and you go, how'd you do that? And I did this. And I go, oh, cool. You know? Because I try. I make the attempt. I make the attempt. And I'm not scared of who I piss off in the meantime. I don't care what they call me. I don't give a fuck. There's seven, eight billion people on this planet. And thankfully, I don't have to see really any of you ever again. I probably meet you once, not like you, and move on with my day, and I'm fine. So here's the first here's uh here's the first QA. Shout out to Aroma Joe's for charging me up. How can I convince my coworker it's actually totally fine for me to flirt with our 18-year-old intern? I am part of the HR department at my workplace, and we hired Andre a few months ago as part of our student group. He's only 18, but he's a hard worker and has always takes initiative around the office. I was part of Andre's interview panel, so I've always been in contact with him and friendly with him since we brought him on board. A week ago, our cafe near our office opened up, opened back up, takeout only, and when I told Andre about it, he suggested we go there for break. I've had coffee with my other coworkers before. He offered to pay, and after we chatted the park bench by the cafe, he offered a hand to help me up from the bench and held my upper arm until we'd left the park. Since then, we felt more comfortable making physical contact but it's nothing but inappropriate but it's nothing inappropriate. He usually it's usually just a poke or bump on the shoulder or brushing up against each other in the hall. I bring this up because one of my coworkers, Jane, uh, confided in me that she's concerned about how Andre and I interact. She says that she saw us on that outing and she confessed that she overheard a short conversation we had while Andre was replacing Toner. <laughs> Toner. Andre was jamming the cartridge in so aggressively, so I said, damn, I hope you don't treat your dates like that. He had replied, only if they ask for it. She also has he she has also heard Andre tell me on a separate occasion, if I can only get a girl with legs like yours, I'd be in business. Jane thinks this could result in sexual harassment complaints, but that would make that wouldn't make any sense. We thought we were alone, and since we we've been getting more connected at work, we've been talking in a friendly innuendo like that. I admit that interacting with Andre makes me feel more attractive than I have in years, but it's not that relevant. Jane also asked if my husband knows. Oh, husband knows about Andre, but if my husband doesn't need to know about Andre since I've never cheated on him and never would. Jane doesn't seem to understand more nuanced social interactions like flirting. Jane doesn't understand. Okay, all right, so Jane doesn't know what the fuck she's seeing. Uh, like flirting can be harmless and common in office settings and based on the questions above that she seems to believe it's okay, okay to ask about my private life because of this is there a tactic tactful way i can explain to her that she shouldn't try to police her co-workers social interactions especially if they're not meant to be in public all right i get i've told you again you're in human resources the minute something hits human resources it's out of your control and all jane has to do is say something now first of all jane is jane obviously knows that you're married so these flirtingly social interactions, I can tell you right now that there's nothing in us. There, this is not an innocent thing. I understand office flirting. I know, I know what you're talking about. This is, uh, this leads to something. This is, this has a road. This isn't a dead end. This is a road that leads to something like that. You even said that if your husband doesn't need to know, well, there you go. That is a secret that only bubbles, and that bubble, like the stock market bubble, eventually pops. So you have to basically stop. In a workplace now, there is there isn't any of that. 
okay? Andre is obviously interested in you, okay? Whether for short-term or long-term, if you're married, he sees that ring on your finger, which means that no strings attached, he can get away with it, and he knows that you won't talk about it. See what I'm getting at? He knows that if he was to smash, you wouldn't say anything. So there you go. That's his out. He can go in, clip, and be on his way. So this innocent flirtation, I don't know what this does for you or what you're not getting for your husband, but I would go ahead and try to make the relationship that you do have in writing work so that you don't have to do like shit like this at work. And as far as this being an actual thing, you should probably cut it off right now because if Jane sees it, other people do too. And it's only a matter of time before it's mentioned or murmured or gossiped and human resources gets a wind of it. And once they get a wind of it, you are out. Hit the bricks, buddy. So knock that shit off because it's going to cost you your job. Uh, let's see. Okay. So are we going to do one more? Yeah, of course we are. Of course we are. Was I wrong to tell my daughter the other women she saw me having sex with at the office was actually her mom in a wig? It's been, it has been difficult finding alone time with my wife since our kids never seem to leave the house these days. So we've been using my office as a... Wait. Let me back this up. It has been difficult finding alone time with my wife since our kids never seem to leave the house these days. So we've been using my office as a place to meet for sex. It's convenient since my employees have all been working from home and my office is private. Floor below me is un unoccupied. Well, that's good, especially with thin floors nowadays. One of my daughters had been looking for a way to earn some extra money. So a few weeks ago, I told her I would pay her if she would help me organize some of my paperwork and files at my office. I thought she would tell me when she planned to stop by, but she didn't. She showed up one day when my wife was there and we were in a weird position. My wife sometimes likes to role play that she is another woman and that one day she happened to be wearing a wig. She was also positioned so that my daughter couldn't see her face. Oh, yeah, okay. My daughter didn't re recognize her. It was her mother and yelled at me for being a cheater and then I left. I wanted to immediately give her a call and for us to tell her that the other woman was her mother. But my wife wanted to keep her identity a secret because she was embarrassed about what she was wearing and being caught giving me oral. Oh, okay. No big deal. She said that she would never be able to look at her daughter again if she knew it was her and wanted to instead tell our daughter that we have an open marriage. I told her that I would not let her daughter think that I was having sex with other women. Yeah, okay. So I called her up and told her that it was her mother, and if she didn't believe me, I would show her the wig, and she would find her mom's car parked in the alley behind my building. My wife is not happy with this. She says that I've destroyed her image in the eyes of our daughter, and she will now think of her differently, which I don't believe. Am I the asshole for telling our daughter the truth instead of lying to protect my wife's image? Your wife's image is still intact. Your wife is just trying to... Uh, well, it, it's your wife's image is definitely different, but yeah, you don't want to lie to your daughter. You don't want to lie to your daughter. You want to, and most importantly, above your wife's image, you want the marriage's image. The marriage needs to stay intact because an intact family is far better off. The both the parents are there, therefore the daughter sees that, and if the daughter knows that it was her mom, it's gonna make things a whole lot easier. She can be like, "Mom, yeah, that was kind of weird, but." All right, whatevs, that's your thing. 
And kids are a little more understanding nowadays, at least the non-triggered ones. And it makes you out to be a fucking hero because of the fact that you guys are in the office getting it on and not disturbing the kids and that you tell, you two are a married couple that's still pushing it out. So congratulations. And you're still, you're not a cheater. There's nothing worse than a, there's nothing worse than a cheater, a betrayer, a liar. Betrayal is the worst of sins. It's the worst. So if you two are still together and you know she's giving you the she's giving you the business at the office, but she has this. You guys have this weird kink uh, about wigs and and identities and role play. Guess what? That's not uncommon. That's very common. Uh, I wouldn't wear a wig, and if I did, I wouldn't tell you. But the idea is that you need you told her the truth. That's a good thing. You're gonna be better off of this. It's a, a, a minor bump and it's uncomfortable, but it's. Believe me, it's far better. You're not an asshole for telling the truth. And your wife agreed to smash at the office. I don't see a problem with it. And believe me, believe me, smashing at the office is the shit because there's danger involved. Anytime danger and sex are involved, the sex is always better. So, yeah, get, you know, just bend her over the copying machine and uh, hit start, hit print. And uh, there you go. I mean, yeah, absolutely. If you can keep doing it at the office um, with that danger or fear of getting caught, I would keep doing it. I would totally keep doing it. Yeah, keep doing it. But make sure that your daughter knows it is the truth. It's the absolute truth. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You guys are, you and your wife are loyal. You're still seeing each other. That's great. Your daughter knows the truth. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. We all busted in when our when our parents were smashing at one time or another when we were kids. I mean, maybe or maybe not. They weren't getting they weren't wearing wigs, but still, as long as it was your parents smashing and you weren't walking in on your mother or father cheating, believe me, it's it's not traumatizing. It ends up just being a funny story instead of a tragic moment in their life. Are we going to do one more? I don't know, are we? No, that one's too heavy. Yeah, all right, we're going to end on this one. Do I really have to help my wife around the house now that I'm retired? I am recently retired. I had a demanding but very lucrative job. My wife did not work outside the home. We prospered largely because while I made the money, she did everything else. Kids, home, finances, you name it. She is wonderful and we have a great family. Recently, she's been complaining that now I am not working. It's time to do more chores at home. I know she's being, I know she is right, but I don't want to go from big job to domestic help. Am I being a jerk? You're not being a jerk, but you are, okay, I'm not going to say you're being a jerk. That's a stupid thing to say. However, I would caution you, go, I would caution you greatly against going from a big job to retirement and not doing anything. That is a death sentence for most males because immediately once they retire, they pretty much their health starts to deteriorate because of the fact that they're not doing anything. Oh, well, I'm going to go golfing or I'm going to go boating. You end up not doing anything. You end up sitting in, fucking in front of the TV all day until your health uh, deteriorates. You end up with cancer and you die early. So doing chores, well, why don't you start by repainting the fence or mowing the lawn? I, for the record, fucking hate mowing the lawn and I will never do it. However, putting up a rock wall, I did that. Redesigning the backyard and planning for 
a move or get other things like that, cooking dinner, I'm the shit at. I know what I'm good at, which is almost everything. Uh, okay, maybe that was the thing. Maybe I should go get my testosterone checked. But still, the uh, idea that you just not help it. Yeah, help around the house. It's kind of like a little gift that you can give to your wife every day. I don't know if that's the best way to word it, but helping out a little bit here and there, it's cool. There's nothing wrong. Dude, cook fucking dinner. Chances are you're probably better at it. Um, Yeah, go masculine. And cleaning dishes is really no big deal. It's just a little bit of soap and that's about it. You know, clean the seat after you pee on it. There are little things that you can do that are going to help and it's going to make her thing easier because she's been doing it. She could use a little time. Yeah, I get it. You're retired. But you guys are together and you could do a little bit and it's for your own mental health that you are tasked with doing something. Because the minute you have nothing to do is the day you die. So do yourself a favor, your family a favor, your wife a favor, yourself a favor, everybody involved, your friends a favor. Stay active. Stay active, whether you're traveling or emptying the dishwasher. Be involved. It's the best thing you could ever do. And definitely stay in shape too, working out, keeping an eye on numbers, doing word puzzles, all that shit. So stay active in any way, shape, or form. And get up early. Make coffee. It will go a long way. It'll go a long way for your overall health. So just do that. So yes, help you. I mean, to answer your question, yes, help your wife around the house. Just do that. You'll be better off for it. Okay. We're at fifty-nine something or other minutes. So we've, I've done my job for today. I don't know how. Woo! This is gonna be some. This is some crazy shit uh, that I came up. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy I did it. I I I'm, I I feel better. I've been kind of mute for the past uh, you know about a month or whatever because just I don't know. I was I was trying to do some light topics or whatnot, but it was just the fucking elephant in the room. There's so much bullshit out there. I know it's bullshit. I absolutely know it's all bullshit, and I've got something to say about all of it. And like I said, if you guys would listen to me about a lot of the things that I say and do and practice, you'd be better off for it. Always ask questions. But until then, you can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, where you can subscribe to this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, CastBox, Podcast Addict, anywhere where this podcast is downloadable. That's everywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere podcasts are available, this is where this podcast is downloadable. You can also uh, download it and stream it from PositiveSarcasm.com. If you want to support this podcast, which I think you should, okay, a dollar would, a dollar would make all the sense. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Or you can just go and use the Robinhood app. There's the link uh, at my on my contact page. If you have questions about anything else, you can email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Also, if you are looking for uh, you're looking for a wedding videographer for the uh, for the non-COVID months of 2020, you can also email me there and we can talk further. But uh, in any case, in any case, I guess we're done. But until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. Hit me up on all social media. Uh, I will talk to you all on Sunday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. President for the body in the street. Right down there.
Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.